If your litter box could talk, what would it say to you? Good morning, lovely day, isn't it? Or perhaps, what's up with all the clay dust and chemicals you're laying on me and the cat? If that's the case, consider World's Best Cat Litter. It's virtually dust-free, quick clumping, and lasts twice as long as clay litter. And because it's made from corn, it's chemical-free and a naturally safe choice. World's Best Cat Litter, the number one selling natural litter brand for a reason. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Ever wondered if your advertising dollar is really working for you? If your ad would have been here, you and more than 4 million people would be listening to it right now. Contact ads at exxoneradiotv.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Unwilling to be the government's deadly assassin, gifted psychic Kahara Mitchell went AWOL and ended up buried under rubble in the wake of a great tsunami. She regained consciousness far from Earth on the medical ship of a Dagaronian intergalactic fleet. Has she been rescued or abducted by aliens? The Chalice of Carrie, Kahira O'Donnell's latest paranormal science fiction romance, is the passionate story of an Earth woman and her destined mates, twin kings from another galaxy. Kahara uses her gifts fighting alongside Lords Rom and Ra in a war that will determine the destiny of galaxies. The Chalice of Kari by Kahira O'Donnell is now available at kahiraodonnell.com or at amazon.com. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Never see the seven wonders That'll be alright If I don't make it to the big leagues If I never win a Grammy I'm gonna be just fine Cause I know exactly who And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're still coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide, toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, 
Exxon Radio TV at hotmail.com and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Before we get to our special guest this hour, Karen Forrest, the Angel Lady, I'd like to let you know that um, in the segment before, we were talking to Dr. Rita Louise and we were also talking to Deborah Fru. And integrity and honesty are very important to us here at the X-Zone, as well as our, our parent company, Relmar McConnell Media Company. To let you know how honest and how we feel about what we're doing here, we were approached by a major U.S. network to do a show, a TV show. And we declined. Even though there was a lot of money involved, we said no. Because they wanted us to, well, change this a little bit to make it more exciting. Change that a little bit so it looks more spooky. Change this so that the psychics do this, that, and the other thing. And we said no. Why? Because integrity counts. Life is about honesty. Life is about helping people. And if I have to spoof things to bring in more advertising dollars, or to raise their their ratings, I will not do it. So we were planning on having our show on TV this coming spring. We declined because of the way that the network wanted us to present the paranormal. And, and I would like each and every one of you just to think what you've done in your life, that you've stuck to your guns, stuck to who you are, stuck to your very values, and how you felt about it, send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. That's exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Karen Forrest, as I said, is my special guest. She is known as the Angel Lady. She is also a Canadian best-selling author of Angels and the Maritimes and Canadian Angels by Your Side. Karen has received extensive spiritual training, including being certified as an angel therapy practitioner by Doreen Virtue, who we've had on the show. In her private practice as a spiritual counselor, Karen offers private angel readings, medium readings, uh, various angel workshops, and is a professional guest speaker. As an expert in angelic communication, Karen uh, guest speaks on cruise ships, appeared on television, guest spoken on international radio shows, and quoted in various newspapers and magazines. Karen is a retired military mental health nurse officer with a diverse background in counseling. Exonation, if anyone listening around the world would like a reading or needs the services of our angel therapy practitioner, Karen Forrest, this is how you can contact her. On the web, www.karenforrest.com. And that's www.karenforrest.com. And toll-free in North America, 1-877-404-3103. Once again, Exxon Nation, if you're listening in North America and you'd like to contact Karen, there's a toll-free number, 1-877-404-3103. This hour, we're talking to Canada's Angel Lady. We're talking about Angels of the Maritimes and Canadian Angels by your side with Karen Forrester. Forrest. Forrester was a good friend of mine, Malcolm Forrester. Karen Forrest is her name, and uh, Karen and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues. We're right here, live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. So when I make a big mistake, when I fall flat on my face, I know I'll be Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, Facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. 
It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon TV show, coming soon to screens of all sizes. On the Exxon TV show, we'll investigate UFOs, ghosts, alien abductions, demonic possession, psychic phenomenon, angels, lake monsters, Bigfoot, unsolved mysteries, and all subject matter from within the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology and much, much more. The Exxon TV Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, www.xzonetv.com, is a Relmar McConnell Media Company and Airplay Media Production. Fartlets, fartlings, pongies, and honkers. They have so many names, makes you go bonkers. Rear tempest, butt bubbles, bottom burps, all aside. Why does it smell like a little rat died? Hail the fart, whenever, wherever, whoever. Its existence actually enriches our lives because it gives us those unforgettable moments that we can all recall again and again that are always good for yet another laugh. A new expose on farting. Get your copy of The Endearing Fart by Eileen Dover at www.theendearingfart.com. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. Once again, our congratulations to Major Dr. Doug Rocky for being inducted. The very first inductee, I might add, to the Exxon Wall of Fame. And what we're doing for Dr. Rocky is we're donating, or we're not donating, no. We are proud to uh, do for him, I guess, his very own website. It's uh, going to be www.dougrocky.com. And that's our way of saying, Doug, thank you for all the great work you're doing. Doug, the world needs to know about you and the great work that you're doing so that people and members of the military can find you with no problem at all. So once again, to the very first inductee of the Exxon Wall of Fame, Major Dr. Doug Rocky, congratulations. Body, Soul, and Spirit Expo coming up February the 17, 18, and 19 at the International Center, 6900 Airport Road in Mississauga, Ontario. I'm going to be the Master of Ceremonies for the three days. We're also going to have an X-Zone booth, X, booth there. Wow, that's a hard one to say sometimes. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the Body, Soul, and Spirit Expo. Their website is www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. Karen Forrest, the angel lady, is with us all the way from Nova Scotia, Canada. And uh, Karen, great having you with us. Uh, last time you and I spoke was going back to February 24th of 2010. What's changed since then in your life? Well, what's changed? Well, I just finished writing the first draft of my third book, so I wow. now have Angels of the Maritimes Volume 2 coming out next Con spring. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. There's been so much demand. For a third book, uh, the mm -hmm. first being Angels of Maritimes, then Canadian Angels. 
So I, I've been busy since January writing the first draft, and even actually today, mm-hmm. just reviewed with my publisher the uh, cover for the book because they have to have the cover decided on uh, design long even before the book is. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Written. Yeah. They need to have the cover design, so I was busy with that this afternoon. And then I've been busy with um, doing some, uh, developing some podcasts, uh, which are audio downloads people can purchase off my website. And they just had me doing that in order to reach a broader base of clientele and deliver some really great content of information to help them in their lives and do it cheaply. Because the skills I teach in a say, for example, one-hour session mm-hmm. is a little more expensive to pay for me for one hour versus buying a podcast. So now I tell people, look, I've got that information on a podcast. Do yourself a favor. Just go buy it rather than me teaching you individually. It's just a little more uh, cheaper, and, and you'll gain something from it. So I've been busy with that. And my next podcast I'm working on just starting this week, actually, is um, one on chakra clearing. And then I've been busy with cruises. I have my third cruise this year coming up next week for guest speaking on cruise ships. So it's been a busy year. What is what is the fascination with angels? Angels. Um, I, I I think the biggest fascination is that people really perceive them as very loving, even sometimes more loving than God. Because uh, unfortunately, with many religions, they teach about a God being very damning, which it's not what God is about, but it's what's taught. But people feel much more comfortable with angels, and they feel more of the love and, and associate that with angels and the uh, unconditional love. And that's what the big fascination with, and the thought that there's someone out there that can help them out. Do you see angels, or do you just, just communicate with them? Yeah, I see them for sure, Rob, absolutely. Um, I, I communicate with them in different ways, mm-hmm. and Primarily, I hear them, but to see them, for sure I do. It varies how they look, and even for each people. I, I teach a workshop on, literally it's called How to See Angels. <laughs> and um, I talk about the fact that there's different ways people have to trust how they are seeing them, but common ways are actually seeing um, lights, blobs of light. It could be uh, round lights, or I call them blobs because it does look like a blob because the lights move around. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's white light, sometimes it rays a white light, sometimes there are other colors. But what you're seeing is the energy of the angel. So a lot of people are seeing angels and not recognizing the fact that they're seeing angels. And some people actually even go to their eye doctor thinking they have a visual problem. They're seeing things. <laughs> they're, they're literally seeing things. And what they're seeing, they're these white lights or sparkles of light are actually angels. So where do you think that the great artists of our time and those who have passed mm-hmm. have have gotten their, their image of angels, these these creatures with wings behind them with guarding wings. children? Yeah. Where did we get that interpretation of angels if they're just blobs of light? Yeah, yeah. Well, one way I see them is blobs of light, but you talk about the blobs, or what I call the blobs of light, that's the aura around them and what was happening okay. is a lot of painters perceive the aura or, or what i call when i see them as blobs of light i see an aura around that light but they would see these um the aura of an outline of a body and perceive that as being wings so there are times i will see angels uh, visually dressed with the long white gown and, and the wings too and that's how for me to identify certain specific angels. So for example, people's guardian angels, I will I don't see them as blobs of light like I do other angels. I normally see them standing over your right hand shoulder mm-hmm. with long white gowns with the wings. But interestingly, I never see an angel with a halo, which is rather interesting. I see the lights, I see the auras, I see the wings, I see the outline of the body. I've yet to see a halo around an angel. Do all people see angels differently or do people that you that you have met over the years doing the great work that you do, see the same yeah. kind of angels that you do? They can see it differently, and even I do, depending on which angel I'm working with. What the angels do is try to appear to you in a way that you will recognize them. So for, for me, um, with Archangel Raphael, I'm used to seeing him in a certain picture from working with my angel cards. So I tend to see him as that picture that I'm used to viewing from my angel cards. And I often see green light around him because he's a healing angel, and green light represents healing. But the commonalities that I'll hear mm-hmm. from people's stories, including in both my books, or while well, my third one coming out, is 
lights, colored lights, um, rays of light, um, angel wings, and an outline of an angel um, or an outline of a body. But always, even more than just the fact that they see something, is along with it, along with the vision, the feeling of pure love, pure love, peace, a joy that comes with being in the presence of an angel. So a lot of times people are more noticing what they feel, not just what they see visually. So if somebody calls you up for an angel reading, uh, you know, yeah. how do you go about doing it? Yeah, oh yeah, that's the, I do far more uh, telephone sessions actually mm -hmm. with my angel readings than I do in person too. What I do, it's very easy. People just schedule in a time. I work full time, so it's very easy to get in to see me. And, um, and I find out, do they want half hour or one hour session? And then if they want a telephone session or to see me in person for those who live nearby Nova Scotia, where I live. And, um, and, then, and then that's it. Cause a lot of people think I need more information. And I'm like, I don't need to know anything to the beginning of the session. And then some people assume that if I'm working as a medium, say, which means communicating with dead people, which mm -hmm. in my definition is not the same as angels, which are divine beings. But even if, when I communicate with dead people as a medium, a lot of people have the impression that I need to have a picture of the dead person or I need to touch something that they've owned. I'm like, no, I don't need that. Maybe other mediums do, I don't know, but that's not it. The work is telepathic. That's why people often wonder, how can I do this work over the telephone? It's because I am communicating with your angels and your deceased loved ones telepathically. I do not need you in front of me to do that work. So how do you connect with these people telepathically on the other side? It's just holding the intent. I just hold the intent of I want to speak to the guardian angels of this person or I want to speak to, you know, David's dead mother Mary or whoever it is I would like to communicate with. I hold the intent and then the messages will come through either mainly for me from hearing them but also through feeling them, sometimes through visions and a sense of knowingness. So there's different ways the messages will come. When was the first time that you gave an angel reading and what was it like? Mm -hmm. The first time was on my uh, angel therapy practitioner course for Dorian Virtue. Before that, I had um, taken a workshop called Learn to Talk to Your Angels, a brief workshop in uh, Petawawa, Ontario, where mm -hmm. I was based as a military nurse. But I, I, there, my focus was learning to receive messages for myself, and, and that's important. If I can't do this for myself, I am not ready to receive messages for other people. So it's very much focusing on how can I receive my own messages. But on my angel therapy practitioner course, I remember that day, we, a part of our training is, of course, to give um, readings to other people. And I remember being terrified, going, I've never done this. I don't know this. I don't know if I can mm -hmm. do this. And Doreen was saying, just, just breathe. And just give the message. You just got to trust. And so I picked the, it was the person sitting beside me, total stranger. I didn't know who the person was. And, um, and I said, okay, guardian angels, what do you have for this person? And the messages come, started to come to me. And that's when I realized that I am primarily clear audience, which means mainly I hear them. Why did you want to become an angel reader? What was it in your life that pointed yeah. you in the direction of angel readings? Oh, I know. That's, it's interesting, Rob, because... I never expected to be doing that. I mean, you look at my background, and I, and I have a background as a mental health nurse. Yes. And I used to walk up people who heard voices. So, as, you know, I didn't get into this into my late 30s. A lot of people assumed I did this when I was younger, and that's not the case. Why did I get into it? Mm -hmm. Because I was divinely guided to. I knew and trusted it was something I needed to do, even though it didn't make a lot of sense, even though I struggled at first going come on, God, what do you mean you want me to talk to angels and dead people for a living? That's just weird and that's flaky, and, and why are you asking me to do that? And I don't want to do that. So I really struggled with it at first as to the direction my life was going and when I started to take my training and, and realizing I'm going to be doing this professionally, not just for myself or, or with my family members. But it's because it was part of my life path, and I've always, always robbed, wanted to honor my life path, and it takes me in directions I've never expected, but I always... I would honor it. I would honor my lifetime. Stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back with my special guest this hour, Nation, Karen Forrest. Her website, www.karenforrest.com. And that's K-A-R-E-N-F-O-R-R-E-S-T.com. We're talking about angels this hour here on the Exxon, a place for people dare to believe and dare to be heard. You're listening to us on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, 
UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Area, uh, Definition Radio, as well as Star Cable, and then our broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Ever wondered if your advertising dollar is really working for you? If your ad would have been here, you and more than 4 million people would be listening to it right now. Contact ads at exxoneradiotv.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge, breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Splenza, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Nation, my guest this hour is Karen Forrest. She is the Angel Lady. Her website, www.karenforrest.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-F-O-R, 
R-E-S-T dot com. Uh, Karen, what is, is there a difference between an angel reading and the information someone would get from a psychic reading? And if so, what are those differences? There can be, and, and I really encourage people that when they're going for an angel or second reading to find out what that is in that person's terms. The, the, to me, there's, the biggest difference is when people use mm-hmm. the word psychic reading, um, that's often where you have someone who's basically trying to tell you your future. And, and I make it very clear, I don't do that. Your future constantly changes with your free will. So that's absolutely not my thing. I'm not here to tell you about your future, but I am here to focus on an angel reading. And there's a, and there's a difference with my work, is that at, with an angel reading, I'm communicating directly with your angels first of all, and and with God and divine beings, and as a medium with your dead relatives. But I can make it very clear to you exactly who I'm talking to, because when you talk with a lot of people who do these so-called psychic readings. And if you ask them to define who you're communicating with, they can be very vague about that, and that is scary. That can be very scary because what's happening is you don't know who they're communicating with, and neither do they. And if they're not communicating with a divine being, you can get some really crappy guidance there. So with me, I'm very specific, and I can tell you exactly who I'm talking to, and it's going to be a divine being or one of your dead relatives and only those of the light. When I work at, do angel readings with people, my focus is to offer divine guidance in your life, focusing on the here and now, what you need to do today, what you need to do now to move forward into your life and on a life path. And a lot of my work is angelic healing too, because I can give you all the guidance you want. But if you're not doing the healing you need in your life, then you're going to be stuck in your life. So it's, it's guidance, angelic, divine guidance, and divine healing. And when I work as a medium talking to your dead relatives, my focus there is to reassure you they're okay in the afterlife, if, if they are, I'm assuming most of them, the vast majority are, mm-hmm. pass on messages of love and help you heal through a grieving process or with unfinished business, because a lot of my clients come to me because they have unfinished business with a dead person. You said you talked to God. Yeah, I talk to God. Absolutely, I do. Why? Because he's a divine being, right? So... Angels, in my terminology, because it's different for each person what they define as angels, but mm-hmm. in my terminology, angels are pure love and pure light, as is God. Angels are messengers of God. So when I do my work, there is the divine presence, or God, or the creator, or whatever term you want to use, in my work. So, so yeah, I, I talk to God because that's where I get the best guidance. So that, that's honestly why I talk to God and angels, all of them. Know, God and angels, that's where I get the best guidance for my life and for other people's too, and the highest vibrational and best healing. I mean, there's a reason I don't work as a mental health nurse anymore. I could have stayed, retired from the military and continued working as a mental health nurse that I was trained to do mm-hmm. and work within my specialty, and I was being headhunted to do so. But I left nursing, not just the military, but I retired from nursing too, because I found that as a spiritual counselor, working directly with divine beings, angels and God and, and divine beings, that I could do work and help people heal and move in their lives much faster, deeper, more meaningful, and more effective than what I could just as a mental health nurse. But if you talk to God, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you consider a career in the clergy? In the clergy, because oh, the clergy, a lot of that, first of all, is not my path. I mean, you know, trust me, I actually did consider it at one point. I have thought, you know, should I be doing that? Mm-hmm. And my answer was no for me. But the thing is with, and I don't want to slam religion, but, but with a lot of religions, they, um, they come from a lot of fear about God, and, a lot of, and they believe in a very damning God. Mm-hmm. So one breath they'll say God is love, and then they'll turn around and say, you're going to go to heck because you just said the word heck, and... And, and then now you're really there, and, and I'm like, oh, that's that's not the God I work with. I don't believe in, in any unconditional, anything but unconditional love. So that does not fit with me to be able to work. Clergy means religion, and it just doesn't fit with me. Why do dead people try to communicate with us? Oh, because they want to know they're around you, right? They want you to know that, that they're there for you, and they're supporting you, and, and, and to send Love. Well, shouldn't they be up on a cloud playing a harp somewhere? Uh, well, they are up in a cloud, so to speak. Um, but the thing is, in the afterlife, mm-hmm. or heaven, whatever word you want to use, yeah. 
they, part of what they're doing is being there to support other people that are still alive. That includes you. So when I work as a medium, people say, oh, I don't have any dead relatives around me. You know, my, my parents are still alive. So mm-hmm. my grandparents are like, oh, yes, you do. Trust me. You just don't know them very well because they could be your great grandparents, but everyone's got dead relatives around them and they send their love and they want to help you and they do help you. They do support you too. What about these cherubs that, that the cherub angels that people talk about, we see them at Christmas time, the the baby angels are. Yeah, the baby angels, yes. Are are they real or are angels, like you said, they're blobs of light. So how can we perceive them as as cherubs? Blobs of light. I actually do see the cherub ones, too, and, and I see them as angels of romance. So whenever I call the angels of romance forward, mm-hmm. that is when I visually see the cherub angels. But, but the, again, it's um, a visual, and angels um, will appear in different ways, in different ways to help you recognize them. But the cherub ones, in my experience, mm-hmm. have actually been romance angels. Like little Cupid. That's exactly what they are, little cupids. Ah, gotcha. (laughs) What are earthbound spirits? Earthbound spirits are are ghosts. They are dead people who have not successfully crossed over into the afterlife, Mm -hmm. and so they're stuck here on Earth. And and the biggest concern about an earthbound spirit, for them anyway, is that they cannot soul progress. They're stuck. And that's not a good place to be. So I actually do work on occasion to help earthbound spirits literally go to the light, really cross over into the afterlife so that they can continue soul progressing and doing what they need to do as a soul. All right, here, here's a question, all right? If angels are to help us, and if they're ghosts because the ghosts you know, are trapped as earthbound spirits, why don't the angels help them to get to the other side? They do, actually. But we all have free will, too. You see, our free will does not end on, on the moment of our physical death here on Earth. That soul can choose to say, I'm not going to the light, or I'm not going to go to the afterlife, or I'm not going to go to heaven. I'm going to stay right here. And so the angels wait for them to make that decision. But when I work with earthbound releasement, mm-hmm. is what I call it, earthbound spirit releasement, helping them literally go to the light, go to the afterlife, the very first thing I'm doing is calling upon angels to help them um, with that process. But what the common reason that an earthbound spirit will say, earthbound, stuck here, you know, haven't crossed over, there's two I've found. One common reason, and it's really sad, and, it's, and, and I was really surprised how often this has come up, is that they're afraid to go to the light because many religions have taught them to fear God. They're so afraid they're going to go, I can't. I don't know if I can say the word the opposite of heaven I'm not on radio, but you know, they're so afraid of going to a bad place. Sure, you can. You can say. You can say hell. It's in the dictionary. Can I say hell? Sure. I, don't, I don't like to swear on the radio. I don't You're not to swearing. But but yeah, they're so afraid of going. They're really so afraid of going to hell because they think they're going to be um, judged, which mm-hmm. they're not. All right, but they're so afraid they're going to be judged because their particular religion has taught them that. They're like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go because I can't go like because I'm going to be judged and I'm going to go to hell. And then I'm sitting there as a human being explaining to them, no, you're not. You're not going to be judged. And it's okay. And that's often. And here's just something I learned from just years of experience in doing this work is that along with the angels, I will end up calling upon the deceased relatives of this earthbound spirit who have successfully crossed over to help them cross over because they're more likely to listen to sweet old grandmother that they recognize and say, grandma says it's okay to come to the light. And there's some spirit says, oh, grandma says it's okay, so I guess I'm okay to go. And then they'll go, right? But it's because of fear, and that's sad. You see that, but it's been the reality. When you call these deceased relatives to to bring bring this ghost across, yeah, where, 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 do they, where do they come from? Where do the relatives come from? Well, well, see, they're you know, where are they exactly? That's I, I don't even know if I can explain that one. Where do dead people hang out? They're they're in another realm altogether. Mm-hmm. But yet, all dead people, the ones who have crossed over successfully, not not their sound spirits, but you know, the vast majority of our relatives are in a, a what do you call it? Afterlife, heaven, and earth, a different realm. I can't explain it any more than that. But but I can hold the intent of communicating with them, and they receive my words 
and, and will come through. Just like if you're communicating with your DC's mother or grandmother, if you're talking to them, they, they know what's going on. They get your words or your thoughts, and they always know what's going on with you too, whether you're talking to them or not. They know what's happening with you here on Earth. They're able to perceive that. How exactly, I don't know. You know, I'll figure that out the day I die and maybe try and come back and let you know, but right. I don't know how that works. How can angels help us in our everyday lives? In so many ways. The, the first way to help is for people to ask them to help you, and that's why I tell people, I don't care if it's angels or God or Jesus or, or who you call upon, just pick a divine being you feel comfortable with. But ask them to help you in your everyday life. How in anything? I mean, in my third book, I actually have a log of how I've asked them to help me in my everyday life to help illustrate that. So even, say, for example, today, I asked them to help um, me, well, first of all, get ready for this session to, to be on the radio show with you today and to speak through me, keep the line clear. I asked them for, when I was in the lineup at the bank this morning, to actually before I got to the bank to say, there to be no lineup. I have no patience for lineups in the banks or anywhere for that matter. So I'm always asking for that one. Mm-hmm. So you can not, but I encourage people, ask them for help with everything because it makes your life that much a little more peaceful, a little more joyful, a little bit more easier, a little bit smoother for you. And they want to help you. It's not just in what we label big things in your life. I will ask them to help me. It's something as mundane as help me pick out a new outfit to provide the means for it, to provide the means for my flights to my cruise I'm going on next week. There's nothing I don't ask for anymore. Why do they help us? What do they get out of it? What do they do? It's not that they get anything. These are not human beings, right? They're, they're pure love and pure joy. And so their role in that aspect of angels is to guide us and help our lives be better. So if you want to say what do they get out of it, that's what they will get out of it. But, but even if we don't ask for the help and even if we ignore their guidance, they're still there with us. We just might choose to be disconnected from them. You know, by asking the angels to help us with money, isn't that yeah. being rather materialistic? And why would they help us with money? No, uh, it's not being materialistic, in my opinion. Um, and they would help us because we're asking for it. But keeping in mind, they help you with also what honors your life path. So I can sit there and say, which I haven't, because this is where it does get into material, angels help me have a million dollars in my bank account. And, I, and the angels will say, you know, Karen, you don't need a million dollars in your bank account. And you're like, you're right, I don't. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I did, they would help me. So, so you know, it's, it, the help then when, it's not that they would ignore you, but what if you really did ask for that, mm-hmm. what they would help you understand is the realization you don't need a million dollars in your bank account, Right. What was the first so, thing? What was the first yeah. thing you asked the angels for? For um, that I remember, I actually talked yeah. about this in my first book, Angels of the Maritimes. Um, there's been times throughout my life, uh, you know, more and for bigger things because I was not trained to ask them for smaller things in my life. Um, but I do remember when I was going through um, basic training as an officer in the Canadian Armed Forces, I had to do a 13 kilometer rucksack march. Now, I've never been good at rucksack marches. I'm only five foot two, and I have a small body compared to, you know, most of the men doing the same thing as me, and yet I still have to carry the 50 pounds on my back, have to wear the combat boots, which are heavy on my feet, and carry the rifle just like a six foot two guy does. So they're a lot bigger build, twice the build as me, mm-hmm. and I, I still have to do the same work. So I remember in going through basic training as an officer, I had to pass this. I had to get this stupid 13-kilometer rucksack march done. And I, and, and, I was, and I was struggling. I, I, I have the endurance. I can do it. But I, I was concerned about the timing, right? And it hurt. Like, it really hurt my feet to do this. And I remember praying to God and my guardian angels. I said, look, God, my guardian angels, I know I am meant to be a nurse in the military. All right, we're going to have a bit of a cliffhanger here. We're going to find out what happened uh, on sure. this rucksack. Uh, March when we come back from this uh, commercial break. Exonation. Nation, Karen Forrest is our guest. She is the angel lady www.karenforest.com That's Karen, F-O-R-R-E-S-T dot com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
What if someone told you you could live to be 120? Would you believe him? What if he told you the Bible guaranteed it? All you needed to do was follow his rules and buy his products. Would you do it? What if you invested 20 years of your life in him? What if he tested his substances on your child? What if your child became brain damaged as a result? Meet Dr. Tyler Belknap, a fast-talking Texas admin turned health guru. At the helm of a vast health food and supplement empire, he has established himself as the authority on nutrition and longevity. But what his followers don't know is that his products are laced with bizarre psychoactive substances from genetically modified plants developed in his very own secret lab. No wonder his customers can't stop using them. Tyler Belknap will stop at nothing to keep his edge in the market, even if it means experimenting on children. Chasing 120, a story of food, faith, fraud, and the pursuit of longevity, a novel from the pen of political cartoonist Monty Wolverton, is an easy and entertaining read full of rich characters and intrigue. It hits home in a world filled with all kind of hucksterism and offers a glimpse of what can happen when GMO technology falls into the wrong hands. Chasing 120 by Monty Wolverton. Get your copy today at www.ptm.org forward slash 120 or on Amazon.com. When demystified, shamanism is an ancient science delving into the quantum level of life. Understanding and implementing basic shamanic principles can empower the individual to heal, manifest, and evolve in these rapidly changing times. Path Home Shamanic Art School is a one-of-a-kind Colorado State certified occupational school training and certifying shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also train individuals simply interested in empowering and enriching their lives through shamanism. Path Home's certification classes are in a week-long block format, enabling national and international students to participate. We also provide online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions as well. Discover all you can be. Enter the limitless world of shamanism today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or call 303-775-3431. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Well, she's Karen Forrest, our guest this hour, Exxon Angel, the Angel Lady. Her website is www.karenforrest.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-F-O-R-R-E-S-T.com. First of all, Karen, thanks very much for being with us. Always great having you with us on the show. 
Here's a question that I'd like to ask you, since we're getting so close to the anniversary of 9-11, 10 years after that horrific day where Mm -hmm. so many lives were lost, how do the angels react to a day with such loss, and why didn't they intervene? Yeah, yeah, that's, why didn't they intervene? Uh, That goes back to free will, Rob. Um, People have the free will, including terrorists, to do what they do. And I, you know, I answer that question in my second book, basically, why do bad things happen to mm-hmm. good people, right? And, and what I, I talk about with people is that we do have free will, including to do all kinds of awful things in this world. But really what, what we need to focus in on is what are we going to do about it, right? So what did the angels do to help that day? Because it, it wasn't that they weren't there. I know sometimes people wonder, oh, God, where were you? Exactly. <laughs> And angels, where were you? How could you let this happen? Mm -hmm. Because we have free will, and so do the terrorists and other people who do what I would label bad things, right? Um, But then there's also all these other wonderful people who do good things. Yeah, but let's stick stick to 9-11 just for for a few minutes here, because you know what? There were people there who who died, you know, and and first responders who are heroes who died. Yep. Why was this allowed to happen? I in in a situation like this, I just can't buy the free will. Yeah, then then uh, I can't, you, then you can't answer that if you don't buy the free will. Like it right? seems that by, you know free yeah. will is an scapegoat for for so many things that happen in life. And if we can be so certain about communicating with angels, if we can be so certain yeah. about ghosts, if we can be so certain about everything else that yeah. that we that we talk about here on the Exxon, how yeah. come we use free will as to yeah. say well you know what i really don't know but everybody's got free will well it is and and, and the other aspect not only just the free will too rob but it is every person does and, and this is of course my own belief mm-hmm. that we will decide to die when we're going to we make that decision and it's not someone else that it's not the terrorists who who, although they did what they did, clearly, yeah. uh, I do believe they killed them, but those souls, those persons who died that day, also made the choice, I'll die that day, and that's where I tell people, what are you going to do about that? That you got to honor them in some way. They did something for you. Now, what can you do about it, too? What did right? they do for us? And what positive thing can you do? So now you can turn around and say, okay, let's go into the, all this fear, or instead say, okay, let's let's smarten up here and have more and more people coming from a place of love, coming from a place of peace. Karen, we've right? got to say so long for to tonight. Do. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on the Exo uh, Nation. Our guest this hour has been Karen Forrest. She's the angel lady, www.karenforrest.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-F-O-R-R-E-S-T. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Oh, by the way, I've got three angels, Mo, Larry, and Curly. We'll be back. Don't go away.